0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Rhythm Section, brought to you by The Mind Foundry. I'm your host, Coburn Blair. This week, Kyle and I are talking about Drake vs. Kanye, Certified Lover Boy vs. Donda, The Showdown. We hope you enjoy it. If you like what you hear, remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get into the show. Kyle, the moment we've all been waiting for, practically, I guess, all year, or maybe for, has it been two years since these albums were announced?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say it's about two years, and I mean we didn't really even just because we had a little bit of a break. Uh, you know we didn't even really get to it right away, so you know we're kind of getting we're getting kind of getting to it after. Uh, the smoke is settling a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, like we also had a lot to talk about with at least Donda, you know, on the lead up because it was announced for so long and there was like a stop and start. So I feel like you know we're kind of past it and we've kind of given ourselves some time to sit with it though which is something i appreciate about it
1: yeah because you know what i felt one big thing and it was there was like funny like reddit comments about it people were like you know we're trying to get content out you know people were dropping reviews like three hours later and one guy was like on like just talking about certified lover boy he's like I don't like any of this, but you definitely put out this review way too fast. Can you give it like at least six hours before we're like, you know, like, can we live with it a little bit before we start? Like, how many albums do you listen to
0: where you're like, I don't like it, and then you like it later? Yeah, and I feel like there's certain artists that like, kind of put out albums that grow on me. Yeah, 100%. Like, I feel like even with Isaiah Rashad, the album that we reviewed on here, um, The House is Burning. I'm listening I'm, I'm, to it. I'm appreciating it more now, and I I find myself doing that a lot with him. But there's other other artists that I do that with too, where I'm like, they'll put something out, and I'll I'll sit with it for a couple of weeks, and I, and I won't really like it, and then it'll kind of just take something to kind of grow on me. Also, the weather's changing a little bit, and that kind of helps with certain albums as well.
1: Yeah, I think. Well, I think it definitely adds like that context and vibe, and but I think with the Isaiah Rashad thing is when we first review, like really kind of talked about it, we were almost wanting it to be like Sun's tirade and like that's your first reaction is like comparing it to the previous right because you're like taking you're picking it up where it was left off and then now that I listen to it I'm like okay it's its own thing and I'm kind of like enjoying it a lot more
0: yeah I think that's that's that makes sense as well what's your what's your opinion on comparing art artists or art to the, the previous incarnations of their work it's hard because like you know we talk about this a lot especially with like Nas
1: where this guy comes out he really puts out one of the greatest pop albums uh, of all time definitely one of the best hip-hop albums of all time one of the best first albums at such a young age and then you have to run against that your whole time like you're not really you're competing with your own you know you're competing with your own skill and your own abilities kind of and like like, it's hard to how are you going to capture Illmatic again so someone's got to have their whole career based on that. And, like, you, I, I feel this is such an appropriate topic for these two because these guys are nothing at this point but chasing previous works because they, they've kind of put out seminal works.
0: Yeah, but I, I also think that, like, you know, I had this conversation when talking about Dondo with somebody, and we'll, we'll get more into this, and, and I'll probably want to speak on this again. But it for me, it's like when I look at Kanye's work, I have to only compare him to himself. And like, people are like, oh, well, it's years later, you know, he was making magic at the time. I think that like, you should be able to context, contextualize and compare and contrast an artist to their previous work. Because I think that speaks to, you know, their mindset, their level of ability and and who they are and who they were. So I think the Ill Matter thing, yes, does hold some weight, but Nas made great albums you know, besides Ilmatic, he made it was written. You know, not too, not too far out of that same headspace. Yeah. but what context so, were
1: they view were they viewed through in terms of looking for success? Like, they're like, it's
0: is it this? Is it like this? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think it's quite the same, but I also do which think creates that, the sophomore slump, of course. Yeah, so I think that you know there can be a sophomore slump, but I think that you can say, you know, there's a difference between a sophomore slump and and then going back and saying, hey. This is what the artist is capable of, or was capable of, and now what they're doing is not quite on that on that level anymore. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think this depends on the artist. I think that some artists, like I mean, and you're, you're like talking about comparing Kanye West to himself. I mean, it's hard really to compare anybody else to him because, like, we're talking like the loftiest expectations for pop music in terms of like one of pop, you know, one of the most influential artists.
0: Yeah, and I think that that is, is only fair to really like look back at his previous work and say, you know, all the kind of settings are still there and the thought is there, but the work is not coming out to the same level.
1: People can be, I'm, I, but I, I, I'm always like, are they question, are you know, question mark, are they tapped out? Like there's only so much, I mean, uh, you know, I, I watched this interview with Bob Dylan, uh, and he was, they're talking about like, can, you know, this, can you bottle some of these things? I think it was, uh, Ray right, ma, uh, that, that, track. And he's like, do you think you could do these lyrics again? He's like, no, he's like, there's like, I, he's like, I think that was a time and a place that I can't achieve again. And I always wonder if that's real or is that just, is it a cop out? Like, I don't know. It's so, because we're talking, we're talking about such ethereal things. So you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely
1: agree. Like, what is inspiration? How do you capture it? And like, have you? It, can you say everything you need to say and express everything you need to express? And like, at one point, does following your own shadow appear? And like, that's really kind of uh, with the nods comparison. What I'm talking about is like you you start following your own shadow, right? You're not like creating new ground. You're just like immediately putting the pressure to kind of move on. So, it's it. I I think. I'm glad we kind of prefaced this discussion with that because I think like these ideas and themes kind of play into what we're about to talk about.
0: Yeah. I think we should pretty much just jump right in because we've been kind of waiting to do this. So I, I kind of, I think I want to start with the album that came out first. I want to start getting to Donda. Uh, so this is Connie's 10th studio album. This is a body of work that we kind of have got to watch and make. And I think in counter to, popular internet culture today this had a really big leak i guess like you know i guess when you get to this level though like a lot of art, artists and and music is leaking like because i know drake had a bunch of leaks last year and i think that when you have that many people you know sending music files all over the place like you might you know spring a leak somewhere along the lines but this album pretty much came out in in its full at the time quality uh, i want to say
1: yeah, depending on what your definitions are of quality, uh, are at some points. Yeah, I, I think you know leaking. Well, I mean, it's all the rage with kids these days in the internet generation and such.
0: Um, I would say it's it's less of a less of a thing these days because of like you know the rise of SoundCloud and, and Spotify and, and DSPs, right? Where it's like there's so much music to be consumed on hand, and I don't think people are as rabid. For it as they were in like 2000 and yeah like i think
1: it's more like you're getting unreleased stuff leaked stuff that wasn't ever meant to be released and then all of a sudden that's happening
0: yeah i think that's fair
1: a fair assessment
0: i also wonder if people like know how to da- like people don't download things i find as much anymore like i mean i still do and like i know some of the internet savvy people do but like
1: no that's actually an issue yeah that's a good point like nobody's like who the fuck i'm trying to think of the last album i downloaded like i get a physical copy or i stream and there's really nothing in between
0: yeah i mean i, I still i download from itunes um because it's you know i like i like to get physicals for for vinyls but i don't i don't always buy cds any, as much anymore but like the thing with iphones is like you can't really download straight to them no and people i find don't use their computers to download and then transfer as much as they used to like I always see people celebrating when you know things hit streaming because like oh I can finally have this album. I'm like well you don't have a copy of that you don't have like a hard drive with you know your copy of that album or that mixtape. That's weird and like I get it like you know this one kind of just
1: like it it came out in incomplete. There wasn't really bits and pieces of it minus like the screening parties or yeah. sorry the listening parties
0: the listening parties. So what what do you think of Donda?
1: I mean, the album alternates between like a dedication to his mother and a wider narrative that explores ideas, you know, like mass incarceration, his faith, his failed marriage to Kim Kardashian, elements of depression, you know, that he's feeling. There's times where I think it can really work, but there's like so much to get through that the intended messaging of the album and it's way your ideas kind of gets lost like overall it's not written that well because you know editing and sequencing are a big part of that process and in those terms it's kind of short of the mark what I did like and I don't think he completely hit the mark with it was that the sonic direction it was going like I I enjoy like his sonic tangents and like where he goes from a sound standpoint I mean Kanye West has kind of like pushed the sonic needle and expanded what hip hop can sound like more than any other artist or producer for the genre and I'm like pretty and like that includes like now pop music as well i'm pretty i feel safe in saying that like it- and it sounds like he's further experimenting with elements of drill and trap and much like he did on jesus but uh sorry Jesus. but there's moments you know where there's like more ethereal vocal layering and synth and organ and you know, that you would hear on something like Kids See Ghosts, which I appreciated, but that's when he's maintaining it. Like, there is uh, kind of, you know, again, the, that lack of editing and sequencing and the kind of courage to leave things on the cutting room floor, which is like so crucial. So, kind of all the good work and that pushes the sonic buttons can be drowned out by stuff, you know, that's not that great. Like, I have a list of, like, I'd remove Jonah, remote control, moon, new again, no child left behind. Some people are going to probably rage at
0: this. I'm You're like remote control, eh? That, that song's like one of people's top songs. I feel I like I just, I'm, yeah, but I'm
1: like, does is it like,
0: like is is it matching
1: like the rest? What is the album? what was it supposed to be? It's named after his mother. Like there's the speaking parts with his mother and it wasn't like bundled up in a, in an, in like an idea. It just became open-ended for me. But like, again, you can do this kind of, like we'll put it this way. If you strip this thing down to like a fucking shorter album and you have remote control in it instead of maybe another track that I'm like, I'm sure it would be a great album still. Because like at the end of the day, you're controlling like the narrative and the sonic narrative both the storytelling narrative. And that's kind of where it just kind of unmoors and goes off right like i i mean that's and there's a lot you know the the part twos and the reprises and stuff like that it just becomes overwrought and i saw some people you know complaining in various spots i think it was twitter where you know they don't think that it being bloated is a proper criticism and i think that that is silly because editing and sequencing is one of the biggest parts of these things and pacing and all this and all of that is so fucking important i think this is an example of that
0: yeah i think for me i don't know i don't know what to make of this album connie lost me a long time ago when he said slavery was a choice and i've you know made concessions to try and you know get back on board and and participate in whatever it is he's doing and i find myself having a hard time to to get there and to care about what he's doing and, and to you know sink myself in that world again and this album to me like there's definitely like 20 20 minutes of genius on here where i'm like wow this is a really amazing this is you know there's still like the Kanye i remember in here somewhere but it just bogged down with yeah. so much just bloat and so much extras and you know i have a hard time telling who's doing what because like a lot of people in hip-hop are sounding the same these days um to some degree so i have a hard time telling who's like popping up on here there's some great guest features it's hard to find them it's hard to i just have a hard time like playing pressing play on a you know two hour long album and like trying to care about it and like you know i have to listen to it in chunks because it's too long for most commutes and it's just like a lot of extras and a lot of bloat and a lot of songs that like i don't think i need and i don't know you know where i'm gonna take them with me and it just i feel like it's almost too much work for the genius that is on here
1: yeah, and you don't want to have to like you spend a lot of time getting through to like what's you know the really the great stuff on it. And <clears throat> that was kind of my that was kind of my issue with it was that it was just there was no like singular listening experience when going through this album. so there's good stuff in there. So if you're looking for a good album, yes, it's somewhere in there. but it's just there's like for me, it's just um there's too much of the other stuff. and like, i don't know i feel like sequencing and stuff was one thing he was so fucking good at and he was really good at kind of whittling an album down to some to it's it's you know to the core to the to the to to the to the to the substance and um that is what's missing it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it's like a finished thing it just feels like an unedited like manuscript almost
0: so there's something about the unfinishedness that I, I like, kind of like I enjoyed, and I think I said this before when we were doing our Connie review um, last year, that I enjoyed the updating of Life, Pav- Life of Pablo. I thought that was kind of a cool way to do it. I think that's like in this NFT and blockchain era, you know, having an album that's a living, breathing thing and, you know, he someone could be working on something and update it and then you're listening to a new version of it. I think there's something cool.
1: There, but I'm gonna ask. Let me let me ask you this though. Let me let me let me ask you this. At what point is it a cool thing, and at what point after that does it become sloppy?
0: I mean, I think it. You know, it can be. It can be both. It can be sloppy and cool. I think with someone yeah. like Connie who has a lot of genius, who can who can do things, and then you know, kind of start to move on to the next thing. I think that's something cool there, and be like, hey, I'm gonna like you know, I'm gonna fix wolves, and like, I don't know if that ever wolves ever got fixed, but like the fact that you you know you're saying hey you know this wasn't my best effort i'm going to you know keep going here a little bit i find that to be something interesting and something that you couldn't do in any other era than this one you know you couldn't do that in the past cuz you had to like you could do a refix a remaster you know put your album out the 10th anniversary and fix a song but this is something that you can be like hey you know i'm fixing a song on the go you know, by Monday, you'll have a new version of the song. I like, for
1: me, I think that works. Like, I don't think that works with something that is meant to be so lush and fully layered out. You know what I mean? Like, it isn't, like, it's not, it's not like a punk rock thing where it's, you're allowing imperfections to add character or whatnot. I, I just, like, I think, like, the the just like some of some of the just some of the way it's mixed is just it it, and and arranged it's just like it's clearly meant to be um to have a level of grandeur and like i agree with you off the top of the when you were talking about what this album could be like live like i think it'd be like incredible like there's so much like it like this live would be fucking really good it's just i i'm i'm like does the form equal the content if you're putting out something that still needs to be finished? I don't necessarily think so.
0: Yeah, I, I, I and I agree with that. I think this album to me would be an experience live. And I think that when you put this album out, yeah. you do like what happened that we saw at Soldier Field. And then you mix in some old Kanye songs into that. And you have the choir and you have the arrangement, and you have the house that he's building. And then you get, you know, the best parts of this album, you know, delivered to you live. I think there's an experience yeah. there. I think that experience to me is probably better than the listening experience I had for this album.
1: I think that's a, I think that's an interesting point too, because like it, it, there is something that theatrical element. Uh, I mean, and you know, as you know, we've talked about. I mean, during that, uh, you know, I think it, it during it was the Chicago viewing. Everything was great until yeah, the baby and Marilyn Manson come out, uh, which is just a kind of vapid stunt uh like attempt to be controversial or whatever uh the that was but like i think it'd be really fucking cool but like this idea of like building a house and it being about his mother and all this kind of stuff i'm like i would really love that to be bookend properly in the fucking arrangement because that it's like a complete thing you know what i mean this idea and and it's just really cool imagery to match it it's just like it's the execution in terms of like going all the way
0: yeah. And I think that's what that's what I look to Kanye for. And that is not the Kanye that, you know, exists in this era. And, you know, when I was a Kanye big Kanye fan and he was, you know, the best rapper alive to me, that kind of era is gone. And I kind of think I have to i have let go of that. So I, when I look to a Kanye album these days, I'm like, you know, trying to find some of that there. And this album to me, you know, I kind of can't quite find it. I don't really get it. I think for me my biggest thing too is in this christianity kanye era i don't buy his christianity i grew up in a very you know christian household i grew up with like you know religion was a big part of my life growing up to me this sounds like kanye basically congratulating himself for being a billionaire and because he's a billionaire and because you know everything worked out for him it must have been god that made him that way so he's going to you know invigorate that into his music and say that you know god 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 has made this god is you know a big part of this where you know i think there's the the choir and the people around him i can feel some of that actual spirituality but i don't really buy kanye's spirituality in, in that sense it doesn't feel very real to me it feels like he wants to hang out with joel osteen and fly private jets
1: that's this. what it's about yeah that's totally that's totally the joel Osteen. O- 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 like that's what it feels like it feels it feels like a church televangelism
0: and it, it just falls yeah. flat so i think you know as a result of that the album falls flat to me mm-hmm. and i'd love to hear more about his you know relationship with his mother but i think that to me that came strongest on uh my doctor that's fantasy. true
1: that's that I, I think that's a good point and Wh- so he's not yeah. like it, it's it's and that kind of you know It goes back to the writing not being really that great or that cutting edge just because you're you know re treading the same ground
0: well i think that i think that's another element too too for me is that Kanye doesn't feel like the star on this album to me at any point like there's not really like a verse that's like oh this is a really memorable verse it's like flashes here and there but it's not like Kanye is front and center on this album Mm Um, and it feels like I saw people compare it to like a DJ Khaled album or this, is what DJ Khaled should do. And I think it's cool. Like, I, I like seeing all these, you know, features kind of come up. And you know, you have big moments from, I believe, like your Little Yachty, you have a big moment from uh, Baby Keith, I think you have, yeah, Fivo. Fivo, do me. I, oh, why do I say so, the
1: Fivo? Fivo?
0: I think you say you could say it both ways. Are you sure? You can call me a loser. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure people <laughs> say it both ways, but um i think for me he he's a standout on this album he had one of the first for, for me That's like the yeah the it, it's totally this album really like blew me away it was like a, a moment did he did he go to rap camp just before doing this so we could be fucking ready to go i i he must have because i've never like i've listened to him for a long time like as long as he's been out and i've never heard him rap like this before and i was like wow like i didn't know you could do that the whole time and you're like it's fun what the kind of music he makes but i was like this is like this is spiritual this is something else
1: dude also like uh off the grid first of all i that like i i think it's one of the best kanye tracks he's ever put out like i love off the grid that song is so fucking
0: i like off the grid a lot i like it a lot more if i didn't have to suffer through uh playboy cardi's like, oh yeah baby noise i the think the,
1: like uh, for me it's 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 like the rest of the album kind of like drops off an edge after it it's like you listen to it and i'm like wow this could be sick. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, okay. And then it just starts going. And then, you know, you don't ever like really get there. You don't, you don't fully get there in this.
0: Yeah. I, I definitely felt the same. Like for me, like it's an, it's a part of the album, like where like, I didn't really, um, like I, I, kept trying to listen to the rest of the album and I'd get to that verse and then I'd get past it and I'd listen to hurricane. And I'd be like, I'm just going to turn the album <laughs> off now. Like I've had really enough of that. I don't think like, kanye and, and the weekend sound great together on that song at all like i, I don't know it's not my favorite stuff from the weekend and, and like consider myself to be a pretty big what fan. about the lauren
1: hill sample ah,
0: like a, i like that too. track like a lot of people talked talked I, it up i, I, I prefer like i don't know there's other lauren hill samples I like better that came out this year yo which w- w- which ones that, like, What other ones did you like i don't know I, I prefer lauren hill on the Nas album to, to this dude like, the I, lauren I, hill on the note like, on
1: the naz Nas album it just like that king's disease too fucking listen if you haven't yeah. listened to it do it
0: yeah and also like by the time i get to that song like there's like i'm like because there's like west side gun on here somewhere too and i'm like i, I can't i can he never make it completely
1: completely like, lost there's a really good J electronica verse at the end of uh jesus lord
0: as well yeah i don't know where that is that's on jesus lord I, I i keep trying to get to those like those parts and people like, oh this person on the sound this person on the sound like i just kind of like turn my brain off by the time like you know i can never really it's make a lot
1: it. i, I, I almost wanted like a stress cigarette after listening to it
0: yeah, no, one hundred percent. What like? What's your favorite song? I'm gonna, on the back half of the album. On the
1: back half, okay. So the back half, I'm gonna say probably. I really enjoy. I liked Pure Souls. The back half of the album and Jesus and um, uh, Jesus Lord. Uh, the one with the J Electronica. Fucking uh the J Electronica verse like it's really good like it, it just like it comes out and I was like writing notes about how I would like eliminate and resequence the album and I would almost like close with that song with the J Electronica verse take you out and then like go back to like a Donda talking track uh, that he has throughout and then you just like bookend the whole thing I'm like oh this could have been really fucking good but yeah you're right you gotta like slog through it but I would probably say it's probably that track uh, Pure Souls yeah some I like the front half much better
0: yeah, I don't. I don't know. I like, I like the Larry Hoover Jr. speaking part. I thought it was really cool, and that it was there was a kind of story that he was telling there. And I think when you mentioned like you know what the album's themes are about, it seems interesting. But um, I don't know, just very like muddled.
1: Well, because you can't like okay when you're using when you're trying to express things like and and like as you know i'm a white dude i can't talk to like the effectiveness of the imagery he's using and that kind of stuff in terms of like what he's saying about you know the black community and that kind of things but like from a like editing standpoint and from a like like making subject matter have an impact in what you're doing right like things like that can't get muddled they're supposed to be powerful and like Again, you have this, like, awesome J Electronica fucking verse in a song that, like, has, like, it, it really has some weight and some, you know, and, and some importance to it. And it's just, you don't want those moments to be, like, in this muddy water of of an album.
0: Yeah, and I think I'd agree. Like, what do you think about the Kid Cudi feature on here? I don't like it. I don't like that track. No. I, I also didn't like what they did with, like, Pop Smoke on here. I thought Also, like,
1: where dangerous. the fuck are, is this recording from? Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, this is my thing yeah. about, like, people who pass away, especially as tragically, you know, as as he did. It's like, I understand, like, at some point you have to preserve the legacy of what exists. And then just, like, throwing it on this amidst all, like, if you really want to be, you know, show, like, like, some real respect and some big upping, it's like give it its due and not just th- throw it in there. Cause that's how it feels.
0: Yeah. I think like, that's like, there's not like a lot of care taken t- to this album. It was kind of like, I think, you know, it's we're coming up on it, but like, I think the whole Drake thing just really clouded this album. Yeah. You
1: can't be following, we talked about this. You can't be following someone else's narrative for a fucking 27 a- track album. Like it's it, like, you can't, you gotta be like, you gotta be precise and you gotta zone in and you just got to create, Like, also, like, Drake has a gravitational pull that, listen, you could put out a fucking album of staggering creative importance, and Drake could still debut at number one at the same time or the following week. You can't be chasing, like, ideas like that and beefs, which are stupid in the first fucking place at this point, and especially with these two artists, like... You you have to follow your own musical narrative. You have to do your own thing. You have to not worry about that. You don't need uh like fans in the background waving their hands while you're trying to make a foul shot. Just do your thing. Make it self-contained. Make it an expression of you, and not about like ego and shit.
0: Yeah, and I think that like you know that also really muddied this album though, because it's like it's just, uh, you know it's called Donda It's supposed to be about your mom, and then that kind of gets lost in the mix. So it's was like, I don't know, you know, what this album is saying. I don't know what its message is. It's kind of like about God and supposedly your relationship with God and maybe the demise of your marriage and, you know, your mental instibi- instability. But then, like, I think, you know, it gets obscured by everything else. You know, what What was like the living in the Ben Stadium? Like, what did that amount to? What was that about?
1: Well, it depends on, well, one, what do you feel about Okay, like, how do you feel about the effectiveness of the listening parties? Before we get into like into that specifically, like, do you think it was cool? Do you think it was a cool way to
0: develop the album? Did it, like,
1: is it represented here? Like, what do you think?
0: Um, like, I think it was kind of cool. Like, a lot of people really engaged with it. I, I don't know, like, it didn't seem to work on Apple, and you know, I was excited initially, and then I kind of like lost interest. I didn't really watch any of them. But it seemed like a cool thing to do. Like, that whole talk, yak yeah, thing that he put out where it could play the album. Yeah. It seemed like a cool thing to do. There's some, some innovation there, but, like, I don't know. It didn't really, like, come together full circle. Like, between. it
1: didn't lead up to... Like, it didn't lead up to the album... Like a, like a level of precision or a level of, like, tightness, and you know what I mean? Like, I guess, like, when I heard he was going to do it, I'm like, this is going to be, like, kind of focus grouping it. That's kind of an interesting idea. But, yeah, as far as the actual act of doing it, I did think it was pretty awesome, and, like, a pretty Kanye West thing to do. Uh, some people were giving him a hard time for it. I was like, okay, I really hope you're giving, like... Every other rock star who does way more fucked up shit than that, you know what I mean? Like, listen, it's, it's fucking popular music, uh, rock music, uh, for, uh, decades upon decades was littered with publicity stunts. And this, uh, was something that I, I, I think that was part of it. I think, uh, he thought he was doing something particularly epic, uh um i thought if he okay you know what really would have been cool i'm like is this guy gonna live in the stadium and then pump out a fucking like a final version of this album i think that would have been kind of a cool thing to see like unfold in real time but it just became like we have three listening parties
0: yeah i thought he was gonna maybe go on a tour like i I, I don't really get what that ended up being about like it was i guess maybe like he tested the whole album out in the stadium which is, it seems cool to me it's like yo makes his mix right for the stadium that yeah which, which you know, do you,
1: like do you think that that was the case i'm yeah.
0: hoping so because i think that's you know it's gonna make the live show better and like the the building of the house and stuff like that it just seems like a really cool like live show live experience. and that was generally
1: my um, response when people are like why is he fucking doing it in a stadium i'm like because he makes his He's probably making sure that it's like graduation, taking, you know, hip hop to like one of the biggest stages it can possibly get from a from a grandeur standpoint and that kind of thing. And just, you know, I thought it was just an extension of that because he thinks like that, which is why he's, you know, one of the most important, art, important artists of the last little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. Uh, so what did you think about or can you explain a little bit about Todd Rundgren's comments on the album and what his work experience was like on so
1: it. So Todd Rundgren and this, I saw this today for the first time, like a couple hours before, you know, we we started rolling here. Uh, Todd Rundgren obviously a, you know, a, uh, a rock legend uh, and, you know, someone that like Trent like even modern guys like Trent Reznor uh work with and you know uh, you know cite as an influence and basically he had come in to do sessions I think it was guitar and piano I can't quite remember off the top of my head but he was upset because he felt that the album was you know kind of rushed out and that you know it, it got lost in Kanye West trying to one-up drake basically is is what he said and like he felt that that was palpable in um what he was in what he was doing
0: yeah and i think that like you know hearing that from someone who worked on the album and what he 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 called him a really funny word i really liked his comments on there
1: what the fuck did he say
0: delineate Delinean or something like that. you just call him a shoe designer. This guy's like a shoe designer. He doesn't know what he's doing. I mean,
1: Todd Rundgren is. I mean, like the guy is like a pretty big producer. Like you know, in in his own right, and you know, he's worked on albums by like New York Dolls, Badfinger, like Grand Funk Railroad, fucking XTC. You know what I mean? He fucking contributed to a Bad Religion album. Like he's. He's someone that people, you know, think is important and that's why Connie West works with him. Connie West,
0: that's what he does, but it's just you know, like he, Yeah, what is he says he's he's just a delineant at this point. Nobody would regularly make records like that unless they had stupid money to throw around. Nobody rents a rents a stadium to make a record in. Nobody flies the entire world to yeah. pop in just to croak one syllable so you can say that everybody was on it.
1: Exactly. And I think what basically his comments spoke to a lot about this idea of it being overwrought and bloated, which is like seems to be one of the most popular terms uh f- you know to describe it which again i think is perfectly viable especially like when you're, you're hearing todd running and again todd rungren knows the man has produced the man has been in music for a long time i don't think he's obviously at the pop music influence and scope that connie west has been but todd rungren is still imp- an important musician and you know he would know right like that's the big thing yeah, he yeah. would know
0: No, that was, yeah, he would definitely be somebody who would, who would know and be able to understand. And I think it was funny because he said like Drake ate ate his lunch on it, which is, you know, a really funny comment to make about, you know, an album that you worked on. Yeah. So what did you think of the songs that got left off, off the album? I mean, I'm kind of like good. They got left off the
1: album. Like, I don't like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm glad something got left off the album.
0: Well, specifically I want to talk about Life of the Party the song so, with Andre Oh with Andre 3000. 3000 yeah yeah I mean yeah. like
1: listen uh, when's the last time we heard uh, Andre 3000 was it wasn't Ventura was it like the the opening track with uh Anderson .pack and was that the first
0: Possibly And
1: first of all I love that feature like it's fucking awesome just like kind of like done as the outro like as a long extended outro so I mean it's if you're going to get Andre Benjamin out there I think that you know like fuck we all want to hear from him. we all miss him so i mean that's kind of disappointing but like i don't know i'm like thank you for leaving other stuff off the album
0: but for me that song is one of like the best produced connie songs i've heard in a long it's time good. andre 3000's verse is really beautiful and heartbreaking about the death of his mother and that's the
1: and that's the, like the kind of the frustrating part is it because like that song would be kind of like perfect so i'm like of the other stuff, I think a lot of it is
0: extemporaneous. I don't think that this track is, but I just kind of have a jaded response to I mean, it. I mean, th- I I think I think it is because it's like what Connie's talking about on it, because Connie uses it to vent at whatever he feels about, you know, his beef with Drake. Yeah, and, and his, that's the And he's rapping about like shoot his shoot his Yeah, and, and that's stuff the like that she's like
1: this is the pro this is the problem when you contribute a verse is that like first of all how many verses do you think Kanye West just has of people at some point somewhere like you don't know I, mean? I mean he definitely has soldier boys <laughs> somewhere he definitely has soldier but like if you're andre like in terms of like expressiveness and emotional impact of like verses that and 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 and, and the lyrical content what he does like Andre Benjamin's fantastic like his stuff is really 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 fucking great and really thoughtful and then like that was the thing and that that track would have kind of been you know with the you know a less ridiculous situation on the Kanye verse just been like really good and kind of matched like an emotional tone that he was going for but then all of a sudden it's like well it gets lost and yeah what you're saying is the, the fronting you know what I mean and I feel like the Andre verse is supposed to be the opposite of that
0: yeah, I think that like that's, that verse to me is such a grounding verse, and the beat sounds like vintage Kanye production, the sample is beautiful, and then Kanye just rapping about nonsense, and it's just really, really, I think, you know, despite it being left off the album, I think, in some ways, I want the Andre 3000 verse on here, in other ways, I really think that album, that verse by Kanye kind of just speaks to how out of touch he, he has become
1: so it's like in order to preserve the andre 3000 verse we have to leave it off the album just rather than having all this bullshit sully it i like that i'm fine with that i don't need like I, I like we can go back all like back and forth about you know missed opportunities on this i think
0: so okay what about opportunities he took why do you think kanye works with you know a De baby and a marilyn manson and i don't Believe it's just because DeBari said he'd vote for Kanye.
1: Yeah, see that's the thing. So like for me, them showing up the listening party, and perhaps I'm misinterpreting it, like I'm not even misinterpreting it, making a, a a judgment on it that it is like a like a hollow publicity stunt that's meant to be controversial.
0: Yeah, and I think that's you know what I really got out of it, and I think that's I find it to be personally disappointing. You know, we both know uh, what. Marilyn Manson has been accused of by even famous actresses. Yes. You know, sometimes should change um, the fact that, you know, people might not ignore it as much. The baby made some really horrific comments and chose to double down on them. And it just like it just seems like to be superfluous and unneeded. Um, And if you want controversy, you know, you've already done enough controversy stuff with Drake to for this album. So I don't think we needed that at all.
1: I completely agree it just seemed like a- another distraction uh and like move off narrative
0: so where do you rank this among Kanye albums
1: i'm just like in my head just fucking sorting i have this like mishmashed list i'm going to say you know uh, like we it, as we mentioned in the uh in in you know in in the kanye series that we did which i would recommend anyone to listen to if i don't say so myself um you know like late late registration is like it's my favorite i enjoy late registration i enjoy uh jesus i fucking love jesus jesus is coming on really strong and stuff like that but like for me this is like on the bottom of the list this is you know i don't like i like it better than yay i like it better than jesus is king in terms of studio albums. And that's really where it ends for me.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, I probably have Jesus is King all the way down there. I have yay all the way down there. And this for me sits down there as well for Connie albums. But I think, you know, the people who came and brought their all to this, you know, really deserve their flowers. People foreign um you know yeah. baby keen did well roddy rich was on there jay-z uh <laughs> like, there's some good features on it that was so yeah bad. i mean that yeah was, it was, that was, that was so I have, I have a question i have a question what
1: restaurant do you think he recorded that verse on his cell phone on in uh are we talking the water it's the washroom at spago the uh, uh, tavern uh, on
0: the green uh yeah it's it was what i don't know it was bad um yeah this is this for me like this makes me kind of question if, if I want another album from Kanye at this point.
1: Yeah, because like I don't know, I can't do you want to go through even just going through the release. Like I can't like I can't I can't go through that again. I'm just like this I went from excited to intrigued to my eyes almost rolling out of my fucking head for like 2 weeks. So I'm just like uh, like I, at this point I'm more like there's a lot of other people where I'm I want to know I want to hear more from them and, you know, get more, because there's a lot of artists who are putting out fucking a stupid amount of really good and important music.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with that completely. I think that there's a lot of artists who are putting out really good music. I think there's a lot of albums that I've heard this year that are better than this album. All these, the fan bases, Um, both of these fan
1: bases being like album of the year. I'm like, you're out of your mind. Like, like like the the, yeah, the little Sims yeah. album that just dropped on the same day as the fucking Drake album is gonna be probably in my top three albums of the year. My I'm like I'm listening to it nonstop. Like it's and we're gonna review. We're gonna talk about it probably next episode. But like there is like there is some really and the title of the creator album. If you're looking at someone who's releasing music at a very high level, like I like I I've listened to these two. And I'm not saying to compare it to Tyler, the creator, but I'm saying like that album like it sounds like some like like it sounds like a creative expression.
0: Yeah, and I think that, you know, because of the size of these two artists, you know, they're always going to be in people's heads, but I think there's better music out there and and you should be listening to that. So let's get into, you know, the other half of this episode, um, you know, the album that kind of lives beside this album and let's talk about Certified Lover Boy. So Certified Lover Boy is Drake's sixth studio album. It is an album that he announced, I believe, last fall. We got a trailer for it in spring. It was initially supposed to come out in January. Um, It arrives almost six, almost nine months later.
1: so what did you if think you of like this Drake, album? If you like Drake, this is a really good album. Nah, yeah, not really good. It's a good album if you like Drake. You know, if you like Drake, you're gonna enjoy this. I will say this about the album. There's fun moments and with Drake, there's always a level of, you know, interactivity in terms of the releases. Like, it was an event. People were, it was memes. People, you know, saying funny shit on Twitter and just, you know, like, especially if you're from Toronto and you, Drake drops an album and it's got some great tracks on it, you know, like, even, even if it's not the strongest album, it, it's still a Fun, you know. I enjoy the communal experience of a Drake release, and you know, like, there's moments on this album where he moves back into familiar. People are out to get me, subject matter, and like, in fairness to him, he's the number one artist in the world, so you know, there's gonna always be pushback. But like, there's some fun. As I said, there's fun moments, despite like kind of my lukewarm reception to it. I mean, I don't even think it's a bad album per se. It just doesn't move the needle for Drake in terms of his craft. When I hear, like, when I heard "Scary Hours," too, I'm like, this is what I want to hear right short EP I understand but I'm like was vibing off it, and I think this album retreads a lot of the same ground and I don't want to be meh on a Drake album you know even beyond music I think our our appreciation for Drake uh, and what he does for the city is evident and how he supports it and you know supporting Toronto artists is a big part of what we try to do so obviously Drake is a, a fucking you know a great example of that so I don't you know i don't like i'm not a drake hater but this album didn't really grab me it didn't speak to me and i think if you're evaluating drake's career years from now this isn't going to be one of the noteworthy ones um but i think there's definitely gonna be some tracks we're still talking about for
0: sure so yeah i think i think my opinion kind of differs on this album i think to me this is drake at his best uh i'm not saying that is his best album but i'm saying that this is, you know, with you with um Take Care, Nothing Was the Same, obviously his first studio album. I don't think it b- kind of belongs with his great albums, but I think those two albums are some of his best albums. But I think those albums kind of come up in an era when he was kind of still establishing himself and we didn't know what he was going to be yet. Nothing Was the Same, more so he was kind of- That's an interesting notion though. That's an interesting more. notion about familiarity um,
1: and, you know, it's like you lose a little of that element of surprise and discovery and that I feel that could affect it, you know?
0: Exactly. And then and then I think, you know, if you're reading it, it's too late, you know, he, he self-describes that as a mixtape. So I don't put that in his album contention. More Life, he, he describes it as a playlist. So I kind of take that out of contention there too. And then with Views, I think Views becomes clouded by this Meek Mill beef and this ghostwriting allegations. So there leaves like a bad energy kind of hanging on that album. So I think that like, well, there's a lot of good songs on it. And we kind of got some new Energy from Drake on it. He spends a lot of time on the album, kind of addressing the beef and the ghostwriting allegations, and he's kind of like back into a corner on that album a little bit. And I think that makes that album not as yeah. great as it could have I think been. You're,
1: ta- you're talking about stuff.
0: Then, I
1: don't want to hear Drake talking about other people. I want you know what I mean? Like I don't want to hear Drake talking about other this.
0: Yeah. I want to fo- focus yeah. on on the album that he's trying to make rather than, you know, tr- spending his time defending himself on over allegations mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And then I felt the same way about Scorpion where it's like, you know, that's going to be your album and then you get the Kanye beef and the Pusha T beef right, right before that. So now you're trying to, you know, describe your relationship with your son and, you know, trying to like fight that kind of stuff off. So you spend a lot of that album kind of like in that energy and that headspace and I think that kind of affects that album. Uh, and then you've got Dark Lane Tapes, which is, you know, like some old stuff and whatever, leaked stuff. So I think this album is really not his first time, but like the first time as he's been on top of the game, you know, no matter how big those other two albums were, where he is comfortable. He gives, spends a little bit of time addressing the Kanye stuff on here, but it's not all about the Kanye stuff. He is doing himself. This is, like, you know, everything he's done in his past on steroids. You know, we get the meme stuff. He's really leaning into himself. He's self-aware. He knows who he is. He knows he's the biggest. He kind of gets to sit in that moment on this album. I think that's why this album is so good to me. I think that if you are a fan of Drake, he has done something on this album for you. You know, you get his... You get song, you get. It's him and his best collaborators that he's worked with. You know, it's funny because there's a lot of same collaborators from Kanye's album on here, but I think they deliver at a higher level on this album than they do on the Kanye Connie album. Like we get a really great verse from Jay Z. Little Dirk gets a moment to shine.
1: The Jay Z verse on this is it's like not even fucking close. Not at all. The Jay Z verse on this is really good.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I
1: fucking love that track. Like it's it, it's like there. Listen, I, there is some fucking. Uh, some really good music on this album.
0: I think, too, like, it's coming out at an interesting time, though, as well, where, like, the world's kind of in flux. But, like, you know, if you were outside and if you were listening to the radio, like, I think this album would be an album that would take over and I think it would grow on people. It's growing on me a lot. I like, you know, on here, he's addressing a lot of the stuff that's, you know, kind of come up in the past. He talks a little bit about his, you know, involvement in city politics, city street politics on here. He is, you know... Just really yeah. comfortable on it. He gives us really good collaboration with Travis Scott. Future, like he's just really in his kind of level on this album, and he's also introducing new artists. I think he did really well with Yeba on here. Thames, yeah. he does really well with Thames on here. You know, she's had a really huge, huge, huge year as well he gives us a date and a time song, 7 a.m. in Bridal Path, and he gives us... less, less to-
1: shoehorning of verses. Exactly. Into, and
0: like, into the big thing.
1: And, that's, and that is something I, I find with this where... Apologies for interrupting. Oh, sorry. Uh, just because uh, I smoke weed, and I, if I have an yeah. intelligent thought at some point, I'd like to share. Uh, basically, my thought was... I'm not even saying this is intelligent. Uh, d- the Kanye West album is like a argument with your significant other at an inappropriate time where you're like, I can't do this right now. Like the Drake album comes on and I'm listening to it. I'm like, Oh, there's that track. And it's like, it's like, it's not painful. Uh, Whereas like it's, it's a fucking slog don't like this. There is some enjoyment. Like if it comes, like there's been numerous times where now it's come on at work. It's come on like when I'm just like, whether it's fucking, working out or just working and I'm like like 7 a.m. on the bridal path comes on I'm happy about it it's good like there's moments like that's the thing is that the the lows on Kanye West's album are much lower than I think on this one I think the problem with this one is I just kind of you know I'm uh, this is I've it's as I said it's like a it's just a previous version multiple previous versions of Drake but in terms of like the enjoyability and listenability of the album like he makes listenable music you know what i mean yeah it's like where do you go from there yeah. in terms of your and i think criticism.
0: that's like kind of like you know i see what the ratings are for this album and i can and i can understand them and i think can think that like you know i think someone kind of basically said this is like when you've watched a, a, a sitcom for its eight season and you get you know the when the jokes are coming and you can understand the writing and i think that is a valid criticism mm-hmm. but i also think that like you know as a fan of his music like he's gone so many different places he's given us this the kind yeah. of tough talking street talk guy he's given he's found a way to do the introspectiveness on here he gives us like the hype party tracks he gives us like some of the more introspective low stuff you know great collaborations with, with little wayne and rick ross he sounds really great with kid C- cuddy on here there's song for every moment and this is as concise as you're gonna get from an artist at this level you know yeah he is the biggest artist in the world he's not gonna give you a 12 song album but this is you know the 12 song album and I like that he didn't overdo it on the R&B he didn't overdo it on the rap like it's it's a really well balanced album as well
1: that's kind of one thing I I also really enjoyed about it is it didn't like go into too many like it, it's pretty it's pretty well leveled off and like it's like at the end of the day like you're making pop, like you're making at this point pop records if if for like being straight up like yeah. you know so there's always that inclination as a big artist it's just about like what phase are they getting into in their you know in in their career and their life like if it like like nothing was the same like that's a, there's a that's a mode he's in you know what i mean if you're reading this that's a mode he's in and it's like eventually pop artists get out of that and they start releasing albums that just have a bunch of cool songs on them and i think that's although there's misses on this i think that's basically where he's at and that's can be fine yeah it's can people wrap their head around
0: you know he samples you know charlotte day wilson on here he is you know there's still little things and little easter eggs for people from the city you know, he's doing it at a very high level. The rollout was a lot of fun. We have the Damien Hurst cover. There's a lot of things to be enjoyed on this album. Yeah. And I think that, like, if you look at it from a more of a pop lens, I think you can appreciate this album a little bit more. You know, the Way Too Sexy video, I think, is hilarious. You know, he's it's really super self-aware. Dave Myers does a good job on that. On the directing side, you know, the features are all, like, tight. He's showing a sense of humor, like, playfulness. Like,
1: that's the thing, too. Like, he... like he's not he he broods but i think he's like really this album in particular i think is at its best when he gets away from the brooding and it's more about like hitting you with that you know that top level pop so yeah i think even for me like
0: what i'd want to see from him next is probably like if he's gonna try and do something a bit more artistic it would probably need to be some kind of concept album i think more life kind of came close to that yeah. in in concept as a playlist and you know bridging diasporic gaps but he's kind of like retreading some steps here and i think that's what a lot of people kind of found and had problems with <laughs> I'm wondering if like I
1: don't know if, if a concept album is his style, but I think that's it kind is. of like now, I was like where I'm looking, but I think you're
0: right in that because it's like, like he's, yo, he's okay done, where are we actually done Afrobeat stuff, he can do the UK stuff, he can he can do some drill stuff, he can do the street like like there's not really like unless you do a focused just straight rapping album or you know, which I don't think it's his style. Like I think he's gonna have to give you a bunch of pieces.
1: Yeah. And he's, and he's also kind of done that. Like, he's like, you know what I mean? Like he's, again, like every time we're like, yo, what's he going to experiment with Afrobeat? Well, he's done it. Oh, what's he going to experiment with like, uh, you know, UK hip hop and stuff? Well, he's done that. He's worked with heady One, all this. So it's like, that's, but, but artists arrive at this point. They just do like where you have to, what's next? And, you know, and, 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 and where is it from a Sonic point of view? And sometimes those artists just put out good pop records after that. And like really at that when you're getting to that level of longevity and continually putting out music at a high level i mean that in itself or at least something that can compete at a high level then i mean that's that's there's not too many people there's a handful of people and and i I think too it's
0: like we forget how large he is and how big he is because he he gets so overanalyzed and so broken down and and that's something that like you know doesn't really happen when you're operating at a smaller level where like people are nitpicking every single small detail or be like, oh, this, this, mm. this, that. It's like, yeah, like, you know, there's certain things that you could critique and there's always room for critique in art. And I think that art should always be, you know, held to a critique. But I think that, you know, some of the, the lyrical things, some of the other kind of stuff, like a lot of people get away with the same stuff. But when you are the biggest artist in the world, it, there's a magnifying glass on every single thing that you do.
1: It's also what's the point? in what you're like what is the purpose of this this isn't meant to be some like big artistic because i think you have to look through that context as well you can't just uh, try to accept everything as like some big artistic expression i'm not trying to mean like he's not expressing himself on this but it's not this overwrought you know arty it's like sometimes people just want to will put out good music and put out music that people like yeah and whereas like what kanye was alluding that donda was like like it almost like when you're looking at it through that context it can not contextualizing an album properly can have an effect on the way you're kind of like viewing it you know what i mean it's like having expectations with people like if you have expect too many expectations about like this has to fit into your narrative about what this music is supposed to be or what you feel you need from that artist right now to continue and expand that fandom, then I think that's kind of an oppressive situation, you know, from a critical point of view. No, yeah. yeah, I agree with that completely. What about the what about the what about the uh-huh. thing? I got to bring it up because you brought. Um,
0: up. well, I think that like forty explained that pretty well, right? Yeah, they wanted to sample a clip with DJ Ron C talking and in the clip that Ron is talking about, R. Kelly's playing in the background. So when you're clearing things at a record label at that high level, you do not want to risk yeah. the chance of getting sued. So you have to incorporate yeah. everything that is playing in the background of, of a clip that you want to sample. And try to it. drown it out. And, yeah, they yeah try, like a- you can do only so much, right? And when you're doing things at a high level, trust me, I've, you know, as I've done sampling yeah. of stuff, like it's at a low level, you can get away with it because you'd be like, oh, I just was sampling, you know, this guy. But like, yeah. if there's, an inch of someone playing in it, like, is not like they sampled R. Kelly to, to use yeah. him to pay him. Like you don't
1: need a guy with a protracted legal battle taking place, uh, having something to yeah, lot like, over you so and you. I, and I, I think you that
0: was a little overblown. And I think that's kind of what we were.
1: Yeah, some people were trying to act like about. it was. As yeah, well so people are trying like, to act like it was debate,
0: baby and yeah, you're acting like he's like yeah, paying money and stuff like that. Like you're like, oh well, he sampled R Kelly's, like no, like you don't even know exactly what happened. You just see the the name there, and it's like, oh well, he's you know doing. I think it's like a little overblown for me, and I think that R Kelly should rot in jail forever. But um, I also don't think that like you know you want to risk you know having s- someone l- listen to something at some label and saying, hey, there's a there's you know this song's gonna make you know. 25 million dollars so let's sue for you know all of that money because you don't want that happening to you
1: yeah exactly and i think uh, again i think you know 40 kind of outlined he said yo you can barely even hear it now like that wasn't a choice we made that was more like we made it and in order to put it out we had to yeah
0: you want to do that you want to clear everything you have you have legal teams at, the, at this level you have huge legal teams and yeah. you have people that it is their job to be able to say, oh, well, this is Ron C talking and this is 0 to you know, X company. And so we need to sue this company. Well, they have to, to do E&O
1: line. for this at this level. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's hilarious yeah. to do because, you for a film is so fucking like it's terrible. And then I just realized, for, like, there's so many little like nuggets. Like, imagine having to do the E&O on like Paul's Boutique when it originally came out. Like insane. And they had to, like, invent fucking sampling laws because of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, I mean it's like I find with the with artists like Drake and Kanye like it, it's again like and we had talked about this before just like the fans and like expectations and I felt like emotionally worn out from these two releases I, like it just like just from other people's reactions to it in like this camp being like yo Drake is shit and this camp being like Kanye's washed or whatever which may be true I don't know Um, but like I don't know I, I just felt that there was a lot of you know chest thumping about both and you know talks of album of the year and all this kind of stuff and Kanye's still a visionary and all this kind of stuff and like I just was like okay well this is a little bit more overwrought than your standard releases but I mean the intensity of the fan base yeah is, just
0: megaphones know. when you get to artists of this level and you know yeah. now they're directly competing and there's the billboard campaign and you know there's back and forth and then Drake leaks Life of the Party and, and if you listen to Life of the Party and then you listen to 7am and Bridal Path I think it makes 7am and Bridal Path even better because yeah. he's really addressing every single thing that Kanye is saying on there but you know I think it's just like it's gonna, people are going to be loud they're the biggest artists in the world you know both legends in their own right and i think that you know everything's going to be overblown and loud so you've got to kind of drown out the noise and, and form your mm-hmm. own opinions I or just l- listen to our opinions
1: yes especially just listen to our opinions
0: it's been fun to review both these albums is there anything else that you want to say on these
1: i'm looking forward to talking about some awesome albums that came out at the same time and just after these because I think that like there was a gravitational pull with these and you know obviously we're going to talk about Drake uh you know we're fans but also it's you know we're fans of Kanye too but you know like it's Toronto stuff but then also like you know you have to talk about these two albums again they have that gravitational pull but it'll be nice to talk about some more local artists as well and uh, you know just some stuff that's going on again Lil Sims fantastic yeah. Album no, we're agreed. Talk about. so
0: yeah I'm looking forward to getting some other albums you know we've kind of got this out of the way guess Kendrick is probably the next like big A tier rapper to drop I'm excited to hear that though as well alright Kyle thanks. thanks for joining me this was a lot of fun looking forward to that me too thanks everyone for listening
1: have a good one, guys